Who's supposed to open this thing up? We never actually figured that out. <laughs> no. Hello, welcome back to Renewed Brain. My name's Jeff. I'm John. And I'm Drew. And Drew has a game for us today, so that means... <laughs> Hannah. Hannah Woo! is back. <laughs> we got her back. It's the only way. Only way. <laughs> they asked me if I had a game, and I had it queued up in less than 30 seconds. Yeah. It's good. So today we are going to be playing... I don't know if you're ready for this. Cue the bumper music. Indie rock band or firework? What? This is a game where I am going to be reading off the names of something, and you guys have to guess or decide whether it is an indie rock band or a firework. Well, then. <laughs> yeah, I am so excited about this one. <laughs> so, just like we did uh, however many weeks ago, John, what is your buzzer sound? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hannah, what's your buzzer sound? Uh, beep beep. Jeff? All right. I dig it. All right, here we go. So we're going to start playing. The first one is Operation Phantom Fury and the Guns of Navarone. John? Indie Rock. It is. It's an indie rock band. All right, here we go. The Wizard of Oz. Baby. Firework. It is a firework. This isn't supposed to be this easy. <laughs> here we go. Ah, it's going to get harder, actually, progressively. I made sure of it. All right, here we go. Next, the Loco Locust. John? Firework. You are correct. <laughs> All right, this is going to get easy. This is going to get harder, I promise. <laughs> Tiger's Jaw. Beep, beep. Hannah? Indie Rock. It is an indie rock band. Jeff, when are you going to do that? <laughs> are you just enjoying? I'm just enjoying the sound effects show. <laughs> do you remember what your sound effect is? Not really. <laughs> I think it was... Bloop, bloop. I think no, it was... that was... Wololo. Yeah. It was not. It's Kalima! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is the next one. Aqua Shell. John? Firework. You're right. John is a connoisseur of the Phantom Fireworks store. Quick story. In 2012, I lived in an apartment with three other guys. And we, in Roseville, if you know where that is, and we heard what sounded like gunfire every night in the summer of 2012. Turns out, fireworks became legal that summer. That's true. Yeah. So we went to Phantom Fireworks, did their three-for-one deal, and probably got $500 worth of stuff. Dang. Roaming candle each other shirtless. That's what you do when you're living with a bunch of guys. We don't um, condone that? Nah, I do. Not. You do at your own risk. <laughs> Alright. Oh, speaking of everything I just said, here's the next indie rock band or firework. Call the Law. John? Indie rock. It's a firework. Oh, oh. All right, let's see. What do we have next? Finally got one wrong. Yep, finally. I've been waiting. <laughs> Jeff, get in on this. The Silver Mount Zion Memorial Orchestra. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have no idea. Yes, Jeff. What is it? Something um, like that. Um, 
Firework. It's an indie rock band. Oh, I gotta check God. them out. The orchestra right. was throwing me off. I you won't like, get too obviously a musical. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no one's gonna get this one. Big fat hissy fit. <laughs> John, what do you have? <laughs> Is indie rock. It's a firework. Oh, Son of a mother. I think Hannah's mother. winning. It's a good day. What? All right. Next one. Horseshoe crab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aquatic uh, animal. I pick. Please be a firework. It is a firework. Yes. Horseshoe crab. I can only assume it launches up in the air and explodes in the shape of a horseshoe crab. Okay. That would only make sense. <laughs> face to the face. What the frick? The serpent and the sphere. <laughs> yes, Hannah? You're right. It is an indie rock band. Mm. Hannah has won the game. What? She won last time. Having, she so. keeps winning, and it's good. We'll pretty take sure it. I won last time. But yeah, sure. what I would like to do is. as an end is read the other several I have oh. as fast as I can. These are all fireworks. There we go. Phantom Awestruck. Phantom Nation. Phantomonium. Snake Bag. The Loco Locust. <laughs> Thunderhawk. Thunderfest, Badabbing Badoom, Mystical Night, Combat Proven, Mighty Mites, Dark Revenge, Morning Glory, Comet Glitter, Saturn Battery, Grounds for Divorce, <laughs> Strategic Air Defense, Brink of Disaster, Damp Squib, Fabulosos, Dragon's Eggs, Bone Breaker, Gator Hunter, Lost Loot, Crazy Lady, Rolling Thunder, Barbarian Blast, Crack the Sky, Cold Fallout, No Escape, and The Here and Now. Thank you for playing Indie Rock Band or Firework. I think we've got a whole bunch of new Indie Rock Band names. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start one, actually. Yeah. All my roommates are musicians. We can figure this out. <laughs> Anyways... John is speaking today. <laughs> yes, it's my turn. So listen to everything that I say. Grounds blindly. for divorce. What? Ground? What? No. <laughs> That's actually the title of his segment today. Oh my gosh! How did you know? The biblical grounds for divorce. <laughs> no. My segment will be named after this bumper. You're listening to The Big Brain. Welcome back to The Big Brain. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about living for the impossible. Um, I've actually preached this before at a church on a Sunday service. And also, um, for me personally, it's something pretty big because I had a season of my life with, that seemed impossible. But I'm just going to kind of go over... My thoughts real quick, and then I'll share a little story, and we'll kind of conclude it with with that. So, so uh, I want to first talk about David and Goliath. You know, one of the most famous events that happened in the Bible, you know, besides Jesus dying on the cross, basically. Um, and so, let's go with that. So, David was chosen out of all his brothers to defeat, a, to defeat a giant. He was just a shepherd's boy and had never been in hand-to-hand combat with any other man before. 
And on top of that all, he was not only to fight another man, but he was to fight one of the biggest men at the time, Goliath. Goliath was considered to be a champion among his people. Okay, He had been in many battles, and he had slain many men um, before he went up to face David. Okay, David was considered to be unqualified. He was considered to be an outcast amongst his brothers. And his brothers actually mocked him for wanting to stand up and fight Goliath. So, but David had an understanding of what God looked like in impossible situations. David had situations where he would be out in the field and all of a sudden a lion would come and take a lamb. And he would go after the lamb or the lion and kill the lion and bring back the lamb alive. Same with with a, you know he had the same event with a bear. A bear came and he took a lamb and he went after the bear, killed the bear, and brought the lamb back. And so we take a look at these events and you take a look at it and it's like that was David's training ground for this moment in time that he would face Goliath. When everybody else was afraid of him, everybody else looked at his size, looked at his height, looked at his armor, looked at who he was just from the outside and said, there's no way I would fight that man. Until David came along. David came along and said, my God's bigger than any giant. My God's bigger than anything that's impossible. And so what happened? David killed Goliath. Not only did he kill Goliath, but he told Goliath how he was going to kill him. And then he cut his head off (laughs) with his own sword. I mean, we talk about impossible situations where we feel like that we have giants in our lives. But David said, I don't have any giants in my life because I have God. So, I mean, that's just one of the examples. Another example I really love is the story of Moses. Um, You know, Moses had a calling on his life to lead people out of slavery, out of bondage, okay? And so, um, we'll kind of just go over this thought that I wrote down. Um, Moses was chosen by God to deliver his people out of out of bondage to deliver them from the grasp of Pharaoh. Moses tried and tried to ignore what God was calling him to do, but his call was too great, and he responded. He went up against what seemed to be a king that was impossible to persuade. But God showed himself time and time again. Most people would say Moses failed because he did not lead God's people into the promised land But Moses did exactly what he was called to do. He led the people out of the bond, he led people out of bondage and slavery and set Joshua up for his calling to lead the people into the promised land. He passed on the authority and said, I give this to you. Go lead my people. And so, and you look at Moses' life. Moses was a man that performed miracles time and time again. He, 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 he turned the Nile into blood just by being obedient with God. He split the seas so that people could escape from Pharaoh's grasp. 
just because he believed that his God could do impossible things. So we look at Moses, we look at David, and to be honest with you, there's just so many more stories in the Bible. Not just stories, but there's just so many more actual occurrences and events that happen to prove that we serve a God that has nothing that is impossible. We serve a God that brings restoration, that brings healing, that brings reconciliation. We serve a God that came and served men himself and gave and loved and pour out he poured out his blood so that we could live a life fully reconciled with him fully free of bondage and i'll i'll kind of end with this last story here of Zacharias and Elizabeth you know the birth of John so one day um the angel Gabriel appeared to Zacharias while he was in the temple worshiping to tell him some of the most joyful news that his prayers were to be answered and that his wife would bear him a son and that his name would be John and that would or that would be seen as great in the sight of the Lord and that he would be fulfilled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb, many would celebrate at his birth and that he would turn many hearts to the Lord. He would go before our king, Jesus, and prepare the way with the spirit of Elijah. And he would turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the, dis- and the disobedience to wisdom. Okay. But Zacharias did not understand how this would happen, being that um, they both were well advanced in their age, and Elizabeth was barren. So Gabriel said it was going to happen, and to show to show him that it will happen, he said, I'm going to make you mute, and you will not be able to speak until all these things take place. So his wife went on to do so, okay? While she was in her sixth month, Gabriel appeared to, to Mary and told her she would bear a son and call him Jesus and that he would be known as the son of the son of the living God. And he also told her that he, or that her relative, Elizabeth, who was barren, had conceived a son, and that she was in her sixth month. And then Gabriel said to her, For with God nothing is impossible. So then Mary went to visit Elizabeth, and the moment Mary walked in the room, John leapt in Elizabeth's womb, being filled with the Holy Spirit, as Gabriel said, um, would happen. And then it came time... Um, for her to have John, okay? When he was finally born, the people asked what he would be named. She said John. The people objected because they had no one in their family and their bloodline that was named John, okay? And protested that he'd be named after Zacharias, Then they turned to Zacharias, expecting him to overrule the name. Then he signed to them for 
a writing for a writing on a tablet, okay, and wrote on the tablet, his name will be John. The moment that happened, he was able to speak again after many months of being mute. He began to praise God joyfully and then prophesied that John would go on to be the greatest and highest prophet as he would prepare the way of the Lord with the knowledge of salvation. (laughs) We talk about impossible times and situations, but see... Everything that led up in that moment, okay, to the point to where Zacharias was mute. I 100% believe that if Zacharias was not made mute, when the people would have turned to him and asked for him to overrule the name, he would have agreed with the people. But see, he was made mute because an angel came to him and told him what was going to happen. And he didn't believe it at first. And then when it happened, he was like, holy crap, this is happening. So he wrote on the tablet what his name was. And even just the fact that he was going to become filled with the Holy Spirit and his mother's womb. (laughs) Notice that he didn't become filled with the Holy Spirit until Mary actually walked in the room with Jesus. And then he was filled with the Spirit. See... I had this situation um, about a year ago. Maybe, nah, no, not a year ago. About a year and a half, maybe two. Um, I uh, was living on my own, technically. I mean, I had roommates, but, you know, I had a full-time job. I uh, was in a relationship that wasn't very healthy, um, and... Basically, what ended up happening was the result of the relationship. I ended up losing uh, some of my hours at work. My pay was cut, and I had lost my commission. So, I was in a situation where I was literally making $400 a month, Mm. trying to pay off a car, trying to pay rent, trying to survive, okay? And... Everyone and everything was telling me to go home and to move back in with my parents. But I knew that there was a calling on my life to be out there and to be out in the area that I was in for that season of my life. There was a reason why I was there. So I wasn't going to go home. Okay. So what ended up happening was I had got some of my hours back. Um at the job that I was at and I was doing really good. I was hitting my numbers for my sales and everything. And then, um, Oh, and I also got out of that relationship that was unhealthy. So that's a good note. (laughs) Um, so I ended up regaining some of my hours. I ended up getting a little bit of a pay raise and then I was doing really good to the point to where I was consistent with, you know, my commission and, or not my commission, but with what I had to sell for my job role. And my boss at the time said that he would restore my commission if I kept on being consistent with the sales that I was making. So I was being consistent. I kept on going to him and he kept on rejecting me saying that I was not being consistent enough. 
So I ended up leaving that job um, because I had gotten a better opportunity to work for another company that has been more than, mm-hmm. you know, more than what I could have thought financially. Um, but all that to say this, I was faced with an impossible situation and I believe that my God could do things that were impossible. I believe that my father was going to provide for me when I had no clear solution that I would be provided for. And he did. I would, I remember there would be days where I literally had no money in my account. I had nothing, no way to get groceries and people would come up to me and hand me $50, <laughs> hand me $100, hand me money to go buy groceries. And they had no idea of my situation. I didn't go around parading that I was in crisis. God just showed up because he's good. Because, see, we serve a God that is able to do things that are impossible, like split seas Mm -hmm. and make people have children that have been barren and put people in situations where they have to defeat a giant. See... God's greater than our own ability, and that's why he gives us these things. Because he knows that we can handle it, because his burdens are light. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage you, if you're in an impossible situation where you feel like nothing could ever work out, I want you to know it's going to, because you serve a good God, and God is good, and he loves you, and he loved you so much that he gave his only son who walked on water, who healed the sick, who raised the dead, who cast out demons, and then said, guess what? You can do the same thing. Yeah, John, that was great. I mean, there was so much in there. It's honestly in the last few weeks, that's something I've been learning a lot about. Um, There's actually a book out there. uh, If, any of our listeners read, they can check out a book by Malcolm Gladwell called David and Goliath. It has a lot of statistics in it, which is really interesting. But he kind of talks about how, so he, I don't, I don't think he was a Christian and kind of seemed like he was going this, that way, like as he was writing this book, if I remember right, it was about miracles and it was about um, impossible odds and impossible situations throughout history, right? And, like, God's totally the God of the impossible, but listening to him talk about this, listening to what you were just talking about, it makes me think, like, God is the God of the people who are willing to submit to the unconventional, impossible, what what would seem like to, like, I suppose, I'm doing this in air quotes, conventional mm-hmm. way of doing things, you know? Yeah. So even, like, David and Goliath, we were talking about David and Goliath with the lion and the bear, like, mm-hmm. that actually inspired me. God was speaking to me this morning in church mm-hmm. about, and that kind of, and that really topped it off yeah. was mm-hmm. the lion and the bear was kind of the training ground for what was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about how in David and Goliath in their day, um, the Philistine army. Mm-hmm. So there was the, let's see, the Philistines and the Israelites. There were three kind of, I, I could be completely botching this, mm-hmm. but historically in those kind of battles, there was infantry, there was the, people on horseback there was cavalry yes and there were the people with bows and arrows and slings Mm -hmm. all right and 
It was almost a rock-paper-scissors match. <laughs> these battles are almost a rock-paper-scissors match, right? So you've got these three things, and one's weakness is the other, and one's weakness is the other, but this one's strong against this one. So uh, that whole deal. And so Goliath goes out onto the field, and he actually misspeak. doesn't misspeak, but if we're taking him seriously for what he says, he thinks David is carrying a stick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's not carrying a stick. And he talked about how the person who was alive most recently, who was that tall and still growing, had that glandular issue. Mm-hmm. There was a tumor in his brain that was like going, incringing on his optic nerve. And so Goliath could have very well been blind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So another thing I thought was interesting was he had someone carry his armor for him and carry his shield. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something normally the archers and the sling people would do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for David, an archer or, or a slinger, to be going against this mm-hmm. infantry guy, mm-hmm. that's that's the one where you, you're you going to lose sometimes in the rock, paper, scissors, especially because he has a shield bearer and all these things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that David was the unconventional, mm-hmm. the one, what people saw in David was a disadvantage, and what they saw in Goliath was an advantage. But in Goliath, his size was... They saw it as an advantage. It was actually a disadvantage. And in David, what they saw as a disadvantage was really an advantage, right? Mm-hmm. And so then we get this amazing story where David ends up winning and cutting off his head and all this crazy stuff. And then you've got, like, John, like you talked about, his unconventional upbringing and name. He didn't have a name and what he grew up to be. Mm-hmm. All those things were so unconventional, but God used him like mad. He was like the last Old Testament prophet and all yeah. that good stuff. Same with Jesus. Like, he had an unconventional birth, mm-hmm. and God obviously used that. Yeah. <laughs> Mary yeah. had an unconventional pregnancy yep. where she would have been called a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A yeah. lot of things. And what people saw as a disadvantage, God blessed her, God honored her, and that was that's an impossible situation. Mm-hmm. But she's hailed as Mother Mary, full of grace, or something like that to some. <laughs> and, and then you've got the thing that excites me most is Jesus Christ in his unconventional kingdom, mm-hmm. where the weak are strong and the foolish things to the wise on earth mm-hmm. are actually wise and confounding as far as heaven's economy goes, as far as yeah. heaven's kingdom goes. Yeah. It's this unconventional way of doing things where you can just give things away, where lo- and, and there's never not enough and Mm -hmm. like love is central to it it's in love Mm -hmm. something that this is silly something that bothered me the other day was i tried to adopt a dog Mm -hmm. and i felt what i'm sure parents who go through adoption agencies feel (laughs) where they almost i I don't know if this is true but uh if you ever had to feel like you had to put on a front like you're the perfect family Mm -hmm. for this adoption agency to give you something like that's the conventional way to do it then yesterday I met people who just take dogs off the street and nurse them back to health and get them all up to date on their shots and find them a good home. Mm-hmm. It's like Heidi Baker and Georgian Banoff and all those people who go into the garbage dumps yeah. and just adopt children. They don't go through an adoption process to adopt children who have been abandoned. Mm-hmm. They go into the lowest places where they're starving and hungry and just say, hey, I have a home for you and you are going to be loved and you're going to be cared for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the impossible, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I always like. I'm gonna steal your thunder. Okay. <laughs> no, we always think of like the impossible, like these supernatural events, and it, it's 
the truth of it is, it's like God wrote that into reality. Yeah. So it's actually a natural event that's occurring. <laughs> it's the response of an object to a God. Mm-hmm. It's like when when he's present, when he's there, things are going to respond differently than our natural response is. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the water responded to Jesus being there and Jesus was able to walk on it. Mm-hmm. But the same thing happened for Peter because Peter was looking at Jesus and was was immersed in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so Peter was able to walk on water. The yeah. supernatural was, was that hidden code in the natural, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's really what it's all about. I love that you brought that up because I was struggling because I wanted to talk about that that's in cool. my segment, but you know, Jesus. So Peter had this moment where he looked at Jesus and thought, Oh my gosh, Jesus is out on the water mm-hmm. and Jesus invites him. Okay. And so Peter has this moment where he's like, oh my gosh, anything is possible (laughs) right now. And so he starts to walk on water. Like God is so good and so righteous in the things that he does that he draws us into situations to where we can think, oh my gosh, anything is impossible right now. Like, for instance, if I go out, uh, let's say I'm doing evangelism, okay? And I see Jeff prays for somebody and he prays for somebody that's in a wheelchair and they get up and they start walking. Well, then that raises my faith to go ahead and say, well, wow, anything's impossible. I'm going to bring that dead person back to life. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's what Jesus did with the disciples. He went into these places. Okay. And he raised people from the dead. And said, basically, each time, be like, do you see what I did? You can do this, too. Like, I'm showing you what it looks like. Take the ball and run with it. Exactly. I'm showing you what it looks like to be a son. (laughs) That's what it all comes down to. If you are openly and willingly and knowingly saying, I am a son, I am a daughter, then you are openly and willingly saying that I have been created for the impossible. Because the reality is, is that you have been. So good. God did not create you and form you just so that you could be another thing taking up space on the earth. He created you and formed you because he said, I've created you for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. Because I've given you something that people say is impossible and you're going to make it possible. I mean, we look at, we look at our situation right now as a nation, okay? Our healthcare sucks. Our economy is going downhill right now. And we think that our policy, that policy and a politician is going to fix what's going on in our country. And that's not the reality of it at all. The reality of is it is this. God is good. Mm-hmm. We have a God that can fix things. So now let's come together as a nation, knowing his goodness, knowing that he set us up for this time that we're in right now. I truly 100% believe that what we're going through as a nation, what the world is going through right now, and a lot of grieving with terrorism, Mm -hmm. that Jesus is actually setting us up to experience what it's like to serve an impossible God. Mm -hmm. Because when the stakes are high... And when people are suffering, that's when it seems like we're drawn to him the most. Mm-hmm. Because we're compelled with compassion yeah. to go after him and to go after the people. Because 
who's inside of the people? <laughs> Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. Yep. So good. Well. All right. Awesome. Yeah, that's thanks, a show. Thanks, John, for sharing today. <laughs> I want to remind everyone, two more episodes after today. Yes. And then season one is done. Woo! One and done. One and done. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're still working on getting a Facebook page up. Yes. That shouldn't, like we said before, it may already be up Yeah. before you hear this. But, Hopefully. Um, we'll get there. Stay tuned on Facebook. We'll keep you updated during our dark period here because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do a lot of back-end mm-hmm. work yes. and changes while we prepare for Season 2. Oh, yeah. Yes. So thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Write some comments. Yes, We'd please. We'd love to see them. Hit that like button. That subscribe button. And we'll catch you next week.